Sweets was, um, I think it was a better episode. Like it was more interesting in overall. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we haven't had an interesting episode like this since I think the five new girls joined. Yeah. In week like, three. It's finally getting to be a little bit, um, we're getting a little substance back and mainly from the conversation that he has with his dad and they, they hit us mm-hmm. with that right away. And I, as much as I enjoyed how Matt navigated and really handled the situation, it felt icky and it felt a little like invasive that I was watching it and it felt a little exploitative to me. Yeah. And so I was thinking about this actually in the car today and, you know, looking at Twitter and what a lot of Bachelor Nation is saying, and it did feel very exploitative and it did feel very, I I will say it felt to me, and I can only speak on my account, is that it felt very personal. And that is that kind of voyeuristic aspect of the show, but that that is the show. I will say that I found it I, I found I had a lot of positive take back from it because I have I sat there watching that and I got a little emotional because I've actually had that conversation with a parent. Wow. I like there were moments where I was like, I've said these exact same things. Like, where were you? You weren't there. Mm-hmm. But I thought about it, too, because of that icky feeling. But then I remembered Matt gave his consent to put this on air. It was really Matt was so eloquent. Yeah, really well communicative. And I know I've joked in the past that like he has all of these answers written down like for these women. Yeah. And this is a situation where actually that trait is so important. I have had those conversations with my parents where I have come to the table and I've had points written down. And I really loved how Matt was like, I'm not here to blame you. I'm well, I'm not here to put you on trial. What I'm here to do is call you out and then talk about it. Yeah, that's not a trial. That's a conversation. But when he I know for a lot, like I laughed a little bit, too, I got to be honest. But I also like it hit me in the feels and I laughed um, when he was like, I don't need to go to Chuck E. Cheese. I know (laughs) I laughed, too. That was a little funny. And I feel like he was trying to like find light in it. But yeah, wasn't it a little bit like, oh, that's like something he's thought about because he went there quickly. And the thing is, like, I have the same thing when he was And it hurt me so much. And I felt for Matt so much. And we really saw, we saw a deeper, a deeper aspect of what it means to have a tough, a harder emotional childhood because your parents are split up. Mm -hmm. And in the past that I've kind of ragged on it because I was like, I come from a very similar situation and they use this whole thing. Like it's the main part of Matt's personality, but they don't really talk about it. And I find that very annoying, but then they gave us this. And I was like, okay, now this is a massive part of Matt's life. And now we're seeing how it is. We're not just being told it is trust, but Matt really had the bravery. And I will call it that. Cause I do think it's very, very brave that Matt James gave consent to have this conversation live on air. And I think it gave me a lot of courage. As someone who's had those conversations with their parents, I felt empowered, I felt supported, and I felt encouraged by a man that I have never met on an ABC dating show. Yeah, that's, that's, I feel the kind of um, connection that, you know, Matt would strive for being a lead Mm -hmm. and the kind of connection that the franchise, you know, dreams of making, I think we've been waiting 
for something with the this amount of substance took it as an opportunity to just remind his dad like I just want to communicate with you and I didn't bring you here so that you could like pat me on the back I brought you here because I can't move forward without talking to you and then you could kind of see his dad kind of like actually sink it in like it kind of became like that moment with Brie and her mom where it felt like it was like the cameras weren't there anymore and finally his dad kind of realized how he was acting you know and how he didn't want to come off that way with his son that he loves and hadn't seen in a long time you know yeah this is where it comes in that that conversation was really important as it made me coming from a perspective of, wow, I've never had to go through this. It made me feel a little, um, like I just kind of felt like, wow, this is a really important conversation that Matt has clearly never had with his father. And it's like, and you're blasting this at us. So I'm coming, I was coming from that point of it, but also the fact that you could relate to it is also why it was important to have. And it was one of the most intense conversations I think I've seen. Overall note on the conversation with the dad was Matt James, good motherfucking work. I'm yeah. proud of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it went. I think that he you. handled it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to f- figure out because, you know, I'm learning in real time how to, um, you know, process like how far do my thoughts matter in terms of, you know, viewing the emotional weight yeah. of a black man and his family mm-hmm. trauma. It, I felt a little nervous thinking about how it kind of pushes a stereotype you know of like wow like he never had a father so that is actually um let me push up my nerd glasses so um (laughs) so there is a very very famous piece of american theory written by hortense j spillers and it is called and i'm almost positive i'm getting this right so listeners if i get it wrong i apologize it is uh it is called Mama's Baby, Papa's Maybe, an American grammar book. And it is Hortense J. Spillers is an African-American woman. She um, very, very famous, amazing theorist. And she writes about how popular culture and the history of the United States, a way that they persecute and oppress people of color and specifically the black family is by taking away and removing the father figure and creating this cultural narrative that black fathers are not around. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. I wrote about um, her in my, in my master's thesis. I'm a big fan of her, did but there you, is, there is a very famous American theoretical essay about that topic. So do you get what I'm saying though? Like how it's like, I'm not really sure where my place in it is, but I think this was part of my feeling of thinking it was a little icky that they profited off yeah. of. That. I feel that, you know what I, I mean? Feel, I feel that real hard. And I will also say like, I also don't know where my place in this is just because I've read it. I've read Spiller's work does I have no no yeah clue. I mean and but that's I, why we I would, chat yeah. right and I would say to any listeners out there who want to delve deeper read Spiller's work it's a quick pretty quick quick it's a pretty quick read uh and it's very well written big fan Hortense Chase Spiller's Mama's Baby Papa's Maybe an American Grammar book um I do think that one thing that I found very interesting that I was really surprised they never brought up and I'm going to chalk this down to, I mean, no, I'm not going to chalk it down to anything, but uh, I didn't know that Matt is first, he's first generation American on his dad's side. He said his dad's from Africa. That's I didn't know true. that. We learned- I didn't know. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I wrote that down as well. We learned, we learned about him. Yeah. And it was, I finally felt like a connection to him and I had felt connections to him in the past, basically when he's really straightforward, like we were saying last time, he's really straightforward and it's attractive one, two, really important to be putting on TV to show someone being direct, but also in a, in a respectful way, you know, Matt is generally a respectful man. And I think that he has always been direct, even speaking to the women. And, you know, after that whole Heather debacle, how he handled that and knowing when boundaries are happening. Um, Matt, I really like Matt in, in these moments. So I hope his father and him, you know, ultimately have benefited from getting all that out (gasps) on the table. That reminded me of my, um, my favorite part, which I was really, really glad that they did this is Matt ends it with them walking away and them like hugging and then being friends. But the narrative over it is Matt saying, this is not done. This is not a one conversation. This is work and it's going to continue to be work and it's going to take time. Right. Because a lot of people do think, or a lot of people could think, and I know a lot of people do think, cause I've had them talk to me about it when I've talked about my relationship with my parents is they're like, well, you hung out with your dad. You went to the movies. He gave you a hug. Like you're done. Your friends are in a good place. And it's like, no, it takes years, years of hard work to rebuild. And I was really thankful that Matt was like, this is not done. This is just the wow. beginning. This is not a Disney film. This is real life. Yeah. And how emotional was that when the Chuck E. Cheese thing was this as well, because he has obviously pain from his childhood. And then in the um, confessional, when he, oh my God, when he said, um, I don't need, shoes. I don't need shoes. Yeah. He would come by, bring us pizza. Shoe. I was like, oh my God, like, what are we watching? Like this man is so brave. Brave. I, brave. I think brave is just such a good word to use. And I think overall, maybe he thought this could be what I could do. Like if I were to take this national position and show people, maybe he planned to do that all along and knew that his dad would agree to it and knew that it was going to be good for him, for people to see, like, maybe who knows? I I think so. I think Matt, you could tell exactly signed up, said, okay, I'm ready to do this and I'm ready to show people this and it's not going to get in my way of being the man I want to be. And that was also the overreaching theme as well was he was just like, I needed to confront this so that I can be a better man. And that's what people should know is able to be done. Yeah. I loved it. Good work, Matt. Thank you. So anyway, we can move forward. Um, Back to our regularly scheduled. Yeah. 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 yeah, To the women. So um, he's on a, he's on a date with Michelle and Obviously, I love her so much. I love the suit. I love the blue suit he's wearing. Also, he wore blue on a couple of oh, days. Yeah. I love the blue. Anyway, um, so I I love her. She's just so perfect, and I loved how she brought up staying in love. <laughs> how her parents have stayed in love uh, made me pissed. Me. To, I know made me a little pissed though to remember how they didn't show us like anything of substance yeah. on the hometown dates. They didn't show us any personal. We didn't yep. really, we're, we weren't able to see that in Michelle's hometown, but she described it to Matt, how her, her parents were acting, which is kind of like, it was, I, I it was cameras so everywhere lovely. and you couldn't show us anything. Um, I, I loved the Michelle date from like front to back, beginning to, to beginning to end. The fact that we start in this like Pennsylvania Dutch spa and um, which I was like, 
just like Michelle, I was like, just like Michelle Matt was like, what is that? But what I loved about it is it, a lot of what they were doing was very intimate and could be very sexual, but there was a lot of joy and laughter in it. And it's as I feel like we can, we understand this as people with long-term partners, um, there's a lot of passion and there's a lot of sexiness and sex, but there's also a lot of laughter and there's a lot of silliness and there's a lot of joy. And I loved that we got to see them connect in that way. I love I thought that. It was really too. lovely. It was so sweet. She's just so great. I loved it from start to finish too. I love how, you know, they went from a meaningful conversation to then kind of a date where, you know, some contestants or if it were other people, it's easy to make those dates like just a little bit like, whoa, like Peter, yeah. uh, Peter, Peter, uh, worst bachelor, Peter <laughs> and somebody were had kind of a date like this and they just like made out the whole time. And it was like, they were so greasy Ew. and like, oh God. But I just loved how, of course, like Michelle and him made this into just like slice of life. Oh like, my God. I loved it. Let's just enjoy yeah. ourselves. It was just so perfect. And honestly, I would have loved that. Me uh, too. Was, I was like, I would have loved. I would have. Oh my god! I would have loved the milk bath. I would have loved the yep. oatmeal. And I love how they were just like enjoying each other's company yeah. and, and not making it yeah. overly sexual. I loved it because at the end of the day, like rubbing butter on someone, while hilarious to say, is gonna be sexual. Like you gonna get, you gonna get there. But just like most people know, sex is wonderful and sexy and passionate. But eventually, someone's gonna fart. And you're going to laugh. <laughs> right. They're just so real. And they've always had the connection. It made me kind of worried because I'm, I just love her. And I don't know. I love her. So that's um, me whining. <laughs> I also loved that. He said, she, he was like, you work so hard as a teacher and you need to relax. And he was like spa day. And then it was just like, great. I love the whole lead up. And then we get the conversation at dinner and it was really beautiful because like you said, they have a great conversation about her parents and staying in love, which was very mature. We see Michelle being mature, but also I love that she asks Matt about her dad. I mean, his dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she not only speaks maturity, but she like asks for it back and she asks questions and she listens. Yeah, it was great. It was great. She, I think she Amazing. like, you could tell that he was like, um, like swept off of his feet by her like Mm -hmm. when he's with her like it's just undeniable like how do you deny that dude and then he was so nervous also i was laughing that the the fantasy suite card was under the plate i was like why does he have to lift his plate of like fake cold fish to get the although the the food looked good when he tilted the plate to us i was like oh what's on it like we could like yeah me too did you see it did you see nothing glued did you see nothing and the plate moved nothing nothing moved because I, my eyes were glued to that glued plate. Yeah, I was like, is any juice going to fall off? How fake is that food? It looked good. It looked amazing. It's just like a cake. You know how everything's mm-hmm. like a cake now? Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> um, But anyway, so he pulls out the card and he was like so nervous. And then like, you know, it was cute and intimate when they go back. And he was literally shaking like to be with her. So anyway, know, the, the date it. ended up great. And then in the morning when they were like waving and blowing each other kisses, I was like, oh, break her heart, my dude. I'm literally coming for you. Yeah, I will. I'm, I will find I'm you. I'm going to slap you so hard. Yep. I'm going to be pissed. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to slap him, but uh, that's but what yeah. I would want to do. 
And then, yeah, I love the blow kiss. It was so cute. It was so quirky. So now we're finding out that Matt's not like other girls. He's quirky. Yeah, I love <laughs> it. I love this part when you start to, you're like pretty invested at the end. Like, yeah. what is going to happen to this guy, <laughs> regardless so, of what we yeah. think or not? But yeah, um, so we have this this amazing date, this cute little kiss moment. And then they cut to the toddler on the sectional couch pouting. Like, I, I know. Uh, I'm that's all I can say, say about it. At one point I wrote down like, why are you doing this to us by yeah. ruining the end of this date and showing yeah. us Rachel crying? I couldn't remember if that was Michelle or Brie, but to be honest, she did it for both. But she, yeah, I she was like, why do we have to ruin this great... Oh thing God, that's so going on okay. with her tears and jealousy and like yeah mm. do you honey what did you sign no. up for so this is one of the uh so here's what it was rachel's reactions to other women on dates when signed up willingly for the bachelor was the three eyes it was incorrect inappropriate <laughs> immature <laughs> no i agreed perfect again coming in clutch with whatever it's the the three eyes yeah that's perfect I thought the same thing and Michelle was such a queen by coming back and like saying yes of course she enjoyed her time and she said you guys are gonna love your time with him like I just like that she made it about them and then Brie was there on that level with her I think yeah and then (laughs) Rachel's literally like choking on her own boogers like (laughs) like sitting there like rude for one and two what like you have to get it together I don't I don't know I mean at the same time maybe that's a little cruel because no because it was incorrect inappropriate (laughs) immature (laughs) get out and she did she doubled down on it she did it every time that it wasn't she yeah she did it every time Mm -hmm. that it wasn't about her and it was just like you could she you could see Michelle just like oh my god like are we done like can I leave (laughs) oh my god like can we stop filming so Mm -hmm. anyway whatever like She's crying, yeah. and then we do Brie. We go on to Brie. Oh, that one was sad, just because you could tell after the fact that that came after Michelle's, which there was so much chemistry on Michelle's, mm-hmm. so much chemistry, and then Brie's came, and they're like best it, friends. No, it just like I'm gonna be honest. Um, Actually, not even best friends. I don't know. Yeah, just not. There. No, it honestly, it felt like a, it felt like a Tinder date. Like you're yeah. going through the motions so you can fuck at the end. Although, like, yeah, it's. I definitely feel like the fantasy suite fucking was very consensual. Like it didn't feel creepy or it did feel creepy or anything like that. It just kind of felt like a one one night stand to maybe like you date for three months, but you never really get there. Yeah. There was no spark. There was no long-term spark. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like I was thinking this the other day. I was like, do we have like a more updated like, term for fantasy suites I couldn't remember I thought in the past that a couple seasons had called them like the overnights or the overnight yeah and I couldn't remember if I was pulling fantasy suites out of like just my no no I couldn't remember if people were saying on the show they've been calling it fantasy suites and I and I wouldn't be surprised if no longer using the term overnights because they they can't go anywhere and so I wonder if it's like in the past overnights meant you could go somewhere but now you can't, so you can just go to a different place of Nemecolon. So that's why it's even more like a fantasy suite. I don't know. 
Yeah, that's true. I was like, it seems vintage to call them fantasy suites. And I couldn't remember. Yeah, I couldn't remember exactly. That's a good point. But I don't I don't I mean, I don't really like calling them fantasy suites. I think it's kind of cute, like just because, it's, you know, it's kind of like some of the textbook stuff with The Bachelor is fun. Um, but it isn't um, always about sex. And I feel like maybe he yeah. was truly um, thinking maybe something will change. Like when I have her alone, like who knows, sometimes like love yeah. is sparked in like weird places so I think I don't know it's it's probably a little bit of both like they were kind of just like getting to the end so that they could be alone and it's like mm, things yeah. didn't really change much they could have but they didn't um as we find out but yeah and I felt like she got shafted like with the outdoor oh my thing God. and it was kind of funny how he like he played the joke on her because she was still like she was still rocking it like she's just so cool yeah. like, down with whatever kind of chick I would have and- been pissed yeah, I would have been pissed, but she was like such a queen about it. She's like, whatever. She looked pissed. Yeah, <laughs> she's that. <laughs> that's true. She she looked pissed, and she was like, "How do I keep getting stuck with these?" But I don't know. She didn't really like spend the whole time like bitching about it at all. She, you know. Yeah. So then, of course, they go to um like a dinner or whatever. They go to their dinner. Um, and I it like. Was, go ahead. I was gonna say it was actually honestly I found Breeze pretty anticlimactic because I could tell. I could tell from the camping date and the fact that Matt was laughing a lot with in which in Matt James language is like, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. (laughs) Like, um, I think I could see. So I, I found that the conversation was a lot of repeat. Uh, it was talking, it was him feeling her in about the dad stuff, which I really love that he did with all three women. Me too. Great. I was going to say that important. I don't care if mm-hmm. it's repetitive. It's important. Yeah. It's important but it was so that he did it. Yeah. It was a lot of that again. Right. And then it was Brie listening and supporting. And then they went to the fantasy suite. I don't know. It just felt very short. Their dinner conversation. Yeah. Right. There's just not, you can just tell there's nothing like there's no spark. Like it's yeah. not the same energy. It's just not the same energy as the other two relationships unfortunately as cool as she is you know um but I did appreciate the the family thing with her has been a a connection that viewers have to her since the beginning like it's Mm -hmm. the the connection that she had with her mother at the hometowns like it was special and it just showed that what we were saying even though it's not conventional it's her that's her family and that's love there and the fact that they were both can both relate to the father thing so well like the other two women can't relate as well as she could to that so they were both welling up like when they were both talking about it they were welling up and I do think that um it was nice to see like you know two people on a on a date essentially like comforting each other about that and reminding each other that it doesn't define who you are so that yeah. was like really the only thing of value that happened. And otherwise it was just kind of like heartbreaking because we were just, we know at this point it's not. Yeah. And yeah, then she goes back. Rachel's having a nut. This time, this time I laughed though with Rachel's uh, tantrum because this time they did her dirty on edits, but they did, uh, but like I lived my best life because they zoomed in on her literally pouting. Like oh, yeah, now she was gonna like, do it again. Yeah, because now it was in. now it was like lower lip out, full blown pouting. I was like, this reminds me of when I taught preschool. Yeah, like, she's like freaking out. She's freaking it out. Was so dumb, and it was just, it was just so dumb, incorrect, inappropriate, immature. Next, yeah. <laughs> and then she kind of wasted the time, like being really, she could not snap out of it. Like she was so upset, pretty much 
immediately and like you could see her walking over to him and it was just like she is not there like she could not snap out of it yeah and I I will say I it is all three eyes inappropriate what is it incorrect no incorrect Incorrect, inappropriate inappropriate, immature it was but I really I could kind of relate to her like not being able to snap out of a mood like sometimes I really want to be in a good mood but I can't and I think like she was just so insecure also another eye another eye the four insecure yeah insecure um and she was like freaking out like she could knock it out of her head um but it's just kind of like if you haven't been through this outside of this show yet and like you're doing it now for the first time it's just like I can't I just can't support I can't support it like it's just I'm just over it like you should yeah other people have been past this and have have done growth past this and like you're still like here like you've never had to like go through this and I was just over it but whatever it's finally her turn it's like okay girl it's your turn you're on the date (laughs) yeah and I will say the only thing that I did appreciate was that instead of trying to put on a brave face and struggle through it she did ask to stop she did ask to have a conversation I do think it's important to do that when you're in a relationship is to not stifle how you feel for the happiness of somebody else or what you're being told by society you should do. Um, and she had time to think about it. So I thought that was, I liked that she did that. However, that does not, that does not like erase the fact that she's upset about the concept of the show she signed up to be on. Exactly. That she's been on for what, nine weeks now? Yeah, that she's just- quarantined two weeks for that she went through in a massive application process for she's upset that he's dating other women that's not, not a surprise not to that's mention the fucking show not to mention they still i don't think it happened i don't i'm not sure what they edited as always but we still haven't had any sort of conversation of value yeah and i, think I the want other it thing is- i they need to have it yeah and it's just like, I can't, like, I don't have time for you anymore. I just can't invest anything in you anymore because you're just not going in the direction that this needs to go in. I think the other thing is they just haven't had a fucking conversation of values. I Nothing. mean, Brie ta- talks about her family and her upbringing and her values and what she finds important in a family setting. Michelle has talked about it. She talks about it with her parents. Michelle has had very mature conversations about values, not just like, this is how I feel about you today. Let's repeat the same shit. And with Matt and Rachel, it's Rachel being like, I really like you, but I'm worried you don't like me. And then Matt's like, and then Matt's like, I like you. And then we just do that for 30 minutes. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like a mess. Like it's the two of them, I think, never having been in love before. I mean, he's never mm-hmm. been in love either. And he talks about it. And that's kind of like Bachelor, like, come on. Like, and then like, and this is where it seems like, like, this is just so calculated for this man to fail. Sometimes it reminds mm-hmm. me because it's like, okay, great. Like you found your diversity that people were calling for after a knee jerk reaction. And it's like, yep. you picked like, a dangerous stereotype of showcasing a a black man with trauma with his black father referencing the the article that you brought up. And then it's like, now he's never been in love before. And it's like, now you've put on this contestant who's never been in love before and has a racist history and she wasn't vetted. And here she is frontlining it. It's just like, I can't, I just, I'm, I'm so over them. I just need I just need to know yeah. what's going on currently. Well, and I just can't stand it. <laughs> and I mean, now we're going to get a very frustrating last episode 
where they pit a strong, mature, independent, emotionally sound, like mature, like emotionally stable black woman who, you know, happy family. Like she's got everything. Michelle is everything. I love Michelle. She's a fan favorite. She's got a, a great job. She, she's passionate about what she does. She's a member of her community. She's her parents trust her. She is independent. She's emotionally mature. And then we are going to pit her up against this immature bratty white girl from the South who is just like, well, I want this. Well, I don't feel well. We'll validate everything about me. And then on their dinner, Matt absolutely love it. Like we said, he explains everything, talks about his relationship with his father. Amazing thing that he does with every woman, what every woman, what you should do in a relationship. Um, And I don't know if it was editing, but also from what we know about Rachel, I don't think she'd have a lot to say is the fact that she was the one who was just like, oh, I don't really remember anything about her response. I don't either. I I just feel like, and the way that he talks to her, those were all great points, by the way. Amazing. Um, (laughs) I agree with everything. Um, Yeah. I, I was thinking that he was speaking to her differently than he spoke to the other two women who were clearly more mature than her. He speaks to her in a different way. And the way you know why, because of I, 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 yeah. But the (laughs) other thing is, you know, what's the other time we've seen Matt speak differently to Michelle's students, to fucking children. And he speaks differently to Rachel because she's a fucking child. He was, he was saying it in a way that she was going to be able to understand because she isn't as mature as the other two women. And he's smart. He's smart. And he, he adjusts Mm -hmm. because he knows this. And I thought, but also at the same time, this boy is in love. And when you're in love, you are a goddamn mess. You're a goddamn mess when you love somebody and you don't really know why. And I, as much as I love love for that. I think that's such a beautiful part of love. That's part of the reason why I love this show is because sometimes people just fall head over heels and you can see it, but in and this it get, case, but it gets you in trouble, but it gets you in trouble. And in this case, it's like in his mind, he's thinking it's never stale. Cause they get to, they get to skydive. They get to have this lavish, uh, shopping trip, which Matt loves money and he right. loves making money. He is the businessman. He loves showing it off. Um, he loves the high life. Hey, I do too. No, no shade, no shade there. Yeah. Um, no tea, no shade, no pink lemonade. Not at all. Um, love that. But what so far his life with Rachel is super cool skydiving. It's a lab, like buying Louboutins. It's trying new things like ceramics and pottery. Like that's in his mind. That's all he sees of Rachel is these awesome moments. Yeah. And he's like wrapped up in it. Right. And wrapped are, up in it. Mm-hmm. And what are his moments with Brie? His his moments with Brie throughout the season have been uh ATVing, which you can do with like, which is like cool, but it's it's gross, it's money, and then it's the same thing again, and then it's the same thing again. So now life with Brie and the way he sees it is stale because of how the producers have put it. It's always the same thing. With Michelle, it's very grounding, but it's still cool. They get to zip line. They go to a hot air balloon. So they get to do something cool with Michelle. He gets to hear about her, her students. So that's a very mature, like we're talking about kids. The producers are really selling her as like the potential mom. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is sexual. It's the Dutch spa. It's funny, but it's also very sexual. So we see the producers have set this up. Yeah. Brie was set up to fail. When I saw that her date was camping, I was like, she's set up to fail. Oh my God, you're so right. Yeah. And that's why it's like, 
when people, you know, are going nuts on the internet, all these opinions, it's like, imagine mm-hmm. what it's like to have, cause you're absolutely right. They did pit her up to fail. And not to mention Rachel again, gets all the bells and whistles. She gets like this huge, like yep. house. She gets fireworks. She gets the nice cars. She gets, yeah. It's like, it's really like when we get down to it, it really starts to become separate storylines and now it's like these storylines actually there's a lot like of real shit mixed in here that the producers weren't ready to incorporate they haven't i don't know Mm -hmm. they weren't ready to yeah to attack it in the way that they should have so now all this like weird contrivy stuff is like having a real ugly reflection on the issues that this show has because, the issues yeah. that are that are there because the producers have have created an environment that put them at the forefront without them either realizing or realizing because we see everything as the viewer like we see what the girls do without Matt we see what they think like so we get a everyone on the show the viewers the viewers uh Matt and the girls we all get a different view of what this show is we see both Matt and the girls of course the producers see all but Matt you have to think like, what is Matsy of these women? Mm-hmm. And because it's not what we see. No, no, it's not. And I'm really and just putting them in situation. Yeah, like putting them in situations where if I was, if you ask me like, okay, you have to choose between these two people. One person, you have spent all of your time doing fun, laughing, doing crazy, amazing things, traveling, being in sexy situations. And the other one, we kind of put you in these situations where you had to do a lot of work to make it sexy. Like the sex was effort. Mm-hmm. You're talking Guess about free. What? Yeah. yeah. Like putting up a fucking tent. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. But yeah. They set it up. Like I saw it coming and, but yeah, to get back on track, then Rachel has her like anticlimactic date because everybody knows he loves her. She's, he says it back. I did think it was funny that Rachel was the only one who didn't get like a full fake plated dinner. It was like, oh, I didn't notice a, that. yeah. So she didn't get a full fake plated dinner. They sat in like the fucking living room of the fantasy suite. And it was like her, her, food that was on display was like pineapple and like a che- it was like a cheese board I'm sure the fact that Matt eats red meat most of the time and most of the women have like white meat or fish on the plate is absolutely producers trying to sell a subconscious storyline and the fact that the other women have formal fancy sit-down dinners which is much more of a mature thing but they're also in separate chairs yeah. Rachel and Matt sat on a couch is a lot easier to finger someone on a couch than it is to finger someone <laughs> on separate chairs. Like there oh are. Oh my god! I the can't. producers literally push them together. I can't with the tomfoolery of it. Like I just can't. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. Fucking it's crazy, and some it's like some of it is funny and like typical, like ah ha 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 ha. Mm-hmm. Of course, but it's like ugh. I just need to move past all this. It's just too much. I'm ready for, for him to show what how he truly feels because I, yep. I I need to know how he truly feels after watching all of this back like I need to know bearded Matt like I need to know who that yep. guy is I need and to I'm, know sad bearded yeah, Matt I'm excited to see how he is after this season because I almost feel like the statement he um his statement that he put out I'm over the statements but it he said I've I've come to realize like what this season of mine of the bachelor yeah. that I'm on represents and it like what it looks like 
Mm-hmm. And I think he's watching it and thinking really like the same things that we are, or I, I, I mean, it's I, pretty, yeah, I, I think I, he can see that it, the, the stark con- like comparisons of, I mean, because mm-hmm. we find out that Brie goes home and the stark comparisons of the two women that he has left on top of uh, the things that have been exposed, you know, and it's just like yeah. this guy, I want to know I what think- he says. I think a perfect sum up of the end of this episode is how you did for, you just said it where you're like talking about something else and you're like and of course Brie goes home and then you go back to it like that's how the end of this episode was we saw it coming and we were like yeah yeah, yeah and Brie and Brie goes home oh like it was it, it was a little I knew painful. it was gonna happen I did love that Michelle got the first rose though I did love that I did love that it was I a was little like pa- make that I was like make that bratty bitch sweat I know. That rose. I know exactly. Yes. <laughs> so also it was a little sad though, because that happened to Brie last time with the roses because yeah. Serena, ran, Serena went home and she got the last rose and she was like, you have to think like I got the last rose. Somebody went home that wasn't planning to, was I just not going to get the rose? I got the third rose. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm sure she saw it coming. Like, yeah. but it was painful to watch her cry. Although she looked so beautiful crying. I was, she's like, yeah. so like stunning. And she was articulate and she was graceful and it made me think of how at one point during Rachel and Matt's date Matt was like she's so articulate and he gave her specific compliments like she's sexy she's articulate she he didn't give anybody specific compliments except Rachel and he had like four and one of them was articulate and I was like how are you having like even in this conversation where Brie is leaving it's more articulate than the conversation yeah exactly her I was like what is going on and it's like she's just handling it really well and I mean granted we kind of saw it coming but yeah, it was just was, like another yeah. another awesome choice. Yeah, leaves. I don't know that yep. got that got set up to fail pretty much, which is I mean the name of the game sometimes yep. with this show. But it's just getting more and more painful. The the more real this season gets, it's like yeah. I get that we need to see it and talk about it, but it's like oh my god, freaking Rachel, man! I just yeah. Since since it's a podcast, so you can't hear me massively roll my eyes about Rachel. I'm just gonna do this. Yeah. Yeah, just shake your 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 yeah. drink. Yeah, slurping. Last episode, you brought up um, that she doesn't align with her family's values, and she is pretty nope. vocal about aligning with her family's values. Um, well, no, so in her not state, enough. yeah, in her in her statement, which of course was post um, filming, in her statement post filming before hometowns when it came out. So I do wonder if they re-edited hometowns to make it look like she's not super close to her parents. Um, yeah. Yeah. In her statement, she said she doesn't align politically or ideologically with her parents. And so a part of me was like, so I wonder if they like that statement came out, which of course she worked with the bachelor PR team to do it. Um, so I wonder if after that, they were like, okay, we have to go out. We have to go back and we have to edit all this shit where she's like, if any, any comment that might even be reminiscent or close to the scent of, well, me and my dad, we're just so similar or like my mom and I get along and we think the same things we have, like, you know, we like the same things, anything like that. They would have had to go back and edit out because it would be in direct contradiction of her statement. It's a mess. This season is a mess. The real time of it, what they're putting out every week. It's like, and why Usually is that the season because... is just put out and they let it run but not this yep. one they're like meticulously cutting up mm-hmm. every episode and something is off yeah and that happens 
And that happens because you let a fucking racist on your show. Like, vet. Did you do it on purpose? Yeah. You need to really consider (laughs) what is going on on your show like this is it's just getting to no. be it's just it's too a, much uh, it's a are you friends with her you're immature you're not ready you're then there's all this shit yeah. that pe- people found and and then there's this ignorance of your past and your who you you know what this means how matt was saying mm-hmm. like what's this all gonna mean like it means something else than what i realized it's just it's too much and it's yeah i'm just I, I yeah <laughs> I wouldn't, I won't call, yeah, I won't call her a good or bad person because I feel like because of my position in society, aka my white privilege, I cannot make a ju- moral judgment because I do not feel the full pain of her actions and her decisions Right. because it doesn't affect me because I'm white. Right. So I can't put, I can't put a moral judgment on her personage because I don't believe that it's my place. Right. Um, it's not my place to cast that stone because I don't actually take any hurt from her actions culturally and societally. I can recognize that they hurt others, but it's not my place to be, um, to try to put her on trial because I, I can't take that position of privilege when it doesn't affect me because of my white privilege. I do, however, feel very comfortable saying that she's naive, she's immature and she's very fucking ignorant. Yeah. And she's lazy. I think she's lazy when it comes to her ignorance. Yeah, that's it. And that's the end of it. And uh, I think she gonna win. I think she gonna win. And then we're gonna see what happens after. The only plus side, the only silver lining of Rachel winning would be if they made Michelle the Bachelorette. I was previously team Katie on the Bachelorette, but I think she went home too soon. I think people lost interest. Yeah, who knows? They never cooked up. Now I just want Michelle to win. Yeah, true. They never, I, who knows, girl? Yeah, who knows? So that's that. Yeah. <laughs> well, now apparently we're going to get a geriatric bachelor next because they always ask like for seniors. Oh, yeah. I do want to know what that is. Usually if they do a new pilot or something, it's like a four week thing. Like I'm curious, but I'm also not that curious. And this is no judgment on anybody who does enjoy this, but like Majin does not get wet from old people. Yeah. Like, so I it's think not I, my thing. So like it's gonna look like a very different show because I do I'm like, yeah. so are you gonna get some jacked ass 65-year-old like right. I think- showering and rubbering? So actually I take it back what I said. Yeah, my jean would get wet over that. But like <laughs> but you're gonna um, say I take it back. I'm curious. <laughs> no. <laughs> um yeah who knows what they're gonna freaking come out with that's like what the hell you can't make the same show as what we just watched yeah. for nine weeks or whatever can't even picture it so we'll yeah. see who he, who even knows when or if it comes out they're just casting but yeah it'll maybe be nice. it'll just go straight it'll go straight to dvd yeah it'll go straight to DVD. <laughs> <laughs> blu-ray yeah girl give the, we'll give it the blu-ray also you know not too deep yeah no, this is a little updated. I mean, to end on a, just to, not to invalidate anything, but this came up in my mind because we're thinking like, oh, is this season's coming to a close? What's Bachelor Nation going to look like in the future? Trash Bucket Malls is fucking ready for Bachelor in Paradise. Oh yeah, I'm hella ready. Like, you know. I'm like, let's fuck on a beach. Yeah, let's just, yes. let's do that. Let's see what you can throw at us with that, guys. Part of me is just like, yes, summer's coming. I'm going to have my cocktail. 
I'm going to laugh at bachelor in paradise. Like I'm ready. That's I could compartmentalize my bachelor love. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready for paradise to be that. Yeah. Paradise is funny. Paradise is funny and fun. And, um, I'm ready for it also. Yeah. It's so nice here today too. It's like 70 degrees and I've literally spent the whole day inside. Um, but hey, it's, like it means here. it's how much? It's like 80 degrees. Yeah, but whatever. So Hopefully excited. warmer times are coming. Right. I think it's snowing like one time next week, but other than that, <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for warmth. Anyway, this is a good one. Thank you, Malls. Thank you for having me. I love talking the B-natch. I really love the B-natch chats. Thank you, BBs. We will see you next time. Bye, babies. <laughs>